The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. The Mr. Nelson Show is brought to you by me, Night Night. Head over to IndiePlanet.com to get your copy of the Night Night comic book so that you can actually see me in action in my one-man war of crime. <laughs> Shut up, Boo! God damn it! I do the announcements. Oh God! No one gives a crap about Boo. People get mad at us when we do, but well, it's a war on crime, and in every war there's collateral damage. I mean, well, I guess it isn't one man war because yeah, exactly. Anyway, anyway, we're running out of time. Don't miss this opportunity to get your hands on the adventures of Night Night and Boobo. <laughs> Night Night comic book available at indieplanet.com. And now, it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show! Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Mr. Nelson Show. And gonna do something that I haven't done for many moons due to being so damn busy. But, uh, I got a guest. Yes, it's Pat Dixon from New York City Crime Report and, of course, Crime Report on uh, Compound Media. Uh, also, you're a producer of other podcasts, uh, most notably uh, Thrill of the Kill. That's right. Like that yes, I, I'm, I'm real proud of Thrill of the Kill. That's a fun show. I like to edit and I like to produce, and yeah. this is all about exterminators, so it's all about killing. Thrill of the Kill. <laughs> it, yeah, it's like he says in the show. It's the, uh, the show that talks about killing legally. And, right. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm a big fan of Larry Izzo, too, the host. I mean, he's he's got 38 years of being in pest control, and, like, uh, you know, his story is kind of added up after a while. Cause yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he hasn't really been telling them, you know, all that much, just among other, you know, and, and so there's a world of pest control stories, people talking about the kind of rats and bugs and bed bugs and yeah, it's mostly it. Rodents and ants and uh, all this stuff. It's very interesting stuff. And then there's comedians on there, too, sometimes. But the, the right. pest control guys are the exterminators. Those are the ones you want to tune in wow. for. But it's twice a week, 25 minutes an episode. It's solid every single week. Yeah, he's never going to run out of material anytime soon with that many years in pest control and all the all the terrible stories yeah. about our little friends that we'd rather not know about. He tells he tells a story about about uh, fogging a cafeteria at a school, and there were so many roaches falling out of the ceiling. It sounded like rain, <laughs> raining roaches. It sounds biblical. <laughs> yeah, it was. It sounds like yeah, right. It was a plague. Yeah. I mean, it, and imagine, oh man, it sounded like rain. This he he. he that's not the only time that he had to wear a hazmat suit, you know, to do this job. Damn. That's some pretty extreme stuff. Yeah. Gee. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, right? I mean. That's uh, pretty. It's too bad he didn't have video of it. You know, that would have been cool. It's a weird relationship you develop, though, because, like, when you hear somebody like that all the time, like, I'm editing, you know, an yeah. hour or two a week or something like that of his stuff, you know, and it takes hours of listening to, like, kind of. You know, you know, editing it takes a little bit of time, especially if you're right, doing right. things like adding a little bit of music here and there. And yeah. it's like, 
I feel like I've listened to him more than I've talked to him by far, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably so, yeah. Uh, all so that stuff. I know, yeah. I know all these stories. I know all his friends. And so it was just like, it's just, it's, I feel like a stalker almost, you know? Like, like <laughs> You're listening in on their private conversation. Yeah. But that's kind of what a podcast is. You're, the, the listener is eavesdropping. Hey, <laughs> I hate to say it. Uh, the connection right when we started speaking got a little bit uh, rough. I wonder why that oh, is. Oh, no. I wonder if it's because oh, of my geez. machine or something. It seems to be working out on my end. So Yeah, you're once... you're fading in and out. Okay, well, if you, yeah, we'll Jeez. be fine, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully you can follow me. <laughs> hopefully I can follow you. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, one of the things about the New York City crime report, I don't know if you have any uh, uh, thoughts on the supernatural or anything like that, but on occasion, I've begun to think that perhaps the podcast itself is haunted, or at least the area where you record it, because every now and then it appears uh, 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 demonic voices will come and go throughout the show, <laughs> uh, often saying things like, sodomize him and stuff like that i mean my god it's one of those things i think you record it you don't hear it at the time but when you play it back you can hear it you know nobody has ever pointed that out before it's weird (laughs) do i I get a prize but no i know the voices you're talking about yeah those are weird right i don't know maybe it is maybe the podcast itself is haunted i I, the the other day one said uh i think it said yeah she cut off his leg and it didn't come off (laughs) This damn show's haunted. It's <laughs> a deep voice, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I don't feel so alone in it now anyway, thanks. I've been doing yeah. that podcast now since 2000. I mean, the whole time I've been doing it, I've been doing it since 2011. But Yeah. Uh, and uh, and now I'm continuing to do it since 2011. And it's not, what is it? Is it? It's coming up on nine years of doing this show. Good Lord, and, yeah. And, yeah, covering crime. Has become, and, I've, and now I've kind of... I guess put a lot started putting a lot more out because uh, yeah. I guess there's a lot more crime happening. Than, <laughs> I mean, there's always been a lot, but I mean, there's too much to even keep up with these days. It's, right, it's, yeah. it's insanity. You know, De Blasio is 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 he was already a bad influence. Yeah, and now Cuomo. He actually, you know about the bail reform we have in the state. Yes, I've been following that because I was picking up some of that I sent for your for your compound show for the you know New York Post graphic, uh-huh. looking for some of those stories, and I'm like, good God, this is almost like the joke about what the left will do, and it, and then they do it. Yeah, exactly. About it's a revolving door jail situation, but yeah, I mean, like, it, it kind of became that. There were there were uh, basically uh, the bail reform says that uh, if you commit. I mean, really, most any crime, you don't have to pay bail. You get out, and you don't have to like be in jail any amount of time at all until your trial. <laughs> uh, so, you know, criminals are already not like the most, I don't know, uh, super hyper intelligent, like plan ahead type people. You know, right, right. So their way of looking at it seems to be like, ah, I'm out. Okay, cool. Exactly. I, I think I'll rob a bank. You know. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly what they do. That's what you saw the bank robber. Yeah, I saw the one where the guy they got him, and then he was like all puzzled. You, I, you, you're letting me go. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then he went and robbed. The bank. And I mean, I can't blame him. I mean, why not? 
why not? I mean, he robbed four banks and he gets arrested and they let and he, he they let him go and he says, "I can't believe they let me go." <laughs> that was his quote. Yeah, that's I don't. And then he said, "I don't know what they were thinking." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, when the criminal makes more sense than your law officials, <laughs> yo, he's like, "Yeah, I broke the law," you see. And uh, bad, bad. Yeah. I, had, I stole thousands I, I of dollars. I am a criminal. <laughs> and they, uh, and then the feder, the feds took that case over. They kind of swooped yeah. in. They're like, "Yeah, we're going to uh, make a federal case out of this or something." <laughs> yeah, you, you have to. I, you know, at a certain point, that's what happens because all that begins to collapse. It's just utter nonsense. Yeah, local. Uh, I mean, and now I love the cops. They're trying to do their job, but it's got to right, be frustrating right. to them to, you know, go to the trouble to investigate a crime, bring in a suspect, risk your life because you never yeah. know who's armed and who's going to shoot. And then, you know, they go, all right, well, just come back for your court date. Why, <laughs> why didn't you just mail them a letter? I <laughs> By the way, uh, you're being charged with multiple armed robberies. (laughs) We want to talk to you about this on a specific date. Please show up. I don't know, man. It's 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 a it's such a weird situation because now they had this guy came in and shot up the 41st precinct, and you know, fortunately, I think they're going to hold him. Uh, I don't. I don't know if they're going to actually. Are you sure? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I look. Anything could happen. They. They also. I mean, that's not the only bail reform, but that's the main one. You know, is that they have this uh, revolving door stuff, and it really yeah. does encourage people. Now, this guy gets, you know, obviously arrested because he walked into the precinct and shot a cop. Uh, your chances of getting out of that are really slim. Yeah. Uh, and he'd already shot a cop the previous night. In his cop car, so I mean, right, right. He, he got away with that. And he's like, well, fuck, I guess he's I'll like, just go. Still not getting me. I know. I'll go straight to the police station. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> turn myself in, but now I'll shoot the guy. Yeah, <laughs> which he did eventually slide the gun over once he emptied his gun. He was just like, okay, take me away. <laughs> and then he said, when uh, from his hospital bed, he's like, I'm gonna shoot another cop when I get out of here. And he probably will. I mean, if he gets out of there, which I'm yeah, sure, yeah. I, I mean, I you know, at the at the rate that that's going, hopefully, you know, like you said, the feds come in and all this is just you know, you can't have murderers or attempted murderers walking out with no bail and whatnot. I mean, they they certainly have been doing that kind of thing, but you know, De Blasio, everybody hates on De Blasio, including me, because nobody likes De Blasio. I mean, nobody, yeah, not one. Per- Dante doesn't like De Blasio. Uh, <laughs> He's really unpopular, and he's against the bail reform. Even yeah. him, even him, because you know he's known as being soft on crime and pandering and all that kind of right, thing. Right, right. Because the bail reform came out of Cuomo, and if there's one thing that Bla- that De Blasio hates more than New York City, it's Cuomo. <laughs> it's Cu- <laughs> so yeah, they really hate each other so passionately. So, so De Blasio's like. Uh, I, but I think the only reason he opposes it is because it comes from, you know, he, he, he comes from there's Cuomo. a territory thing with him and yeah. Cuomo, if you've noticed, you know, and he's probably yeah. thinking like, hey, you know what? You stay away from New York City. This is my city to mess up. Yeah. <laughs> I've got this. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. And so they probably uh, exchange insults over his failed presidential campaign and, you know. Oh, oh, yeah. Making fun of him Jeez, for it. I mean, that's, uh, he, well, at least that, I tried. You know, 
that was not a, that was not a good look at all, was it? Oh my God, no one shows up, and <laughs> well, he, it he took sh- him a while to figure it out too, though. Oh yeah, I think he was just enjoying the time off. Yeah, <laughs> probably it, so. It wasn't a very hectic or demanding uh, campaign schedule he had going at that point. No. You know? I'll but go to Iowa to, and wear a pair of jeans. Yeah. <laughs> and then you see him, he looks like your like your school teacher that you're seeing at the grocery store, you know. Right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what a loser. Yeah. But he's figuring, hey, at least I get out of New York City. That that town is going to crap. Ooh. <laughs> no, he gave a speech. You're right. That's exactly what he did. He gave a speech a couple of days ago saying, like, you know what? This city's kind of getting shitty. Have you noticed? <laughs> Like, yeah. I wonder how that happened. <laughs> Everybody's just like, "Wow, maybe this yeah. guy really just doesn't. He has no idea what's going on." You know, no. just, it'd be funny if he was that stupid. Like, man, I don't know. This city used to be pretty cool, but uh, <laughs> who runs this place anyway? <laughs> who do I call? <laughs> <laughs> who does he complain to? Jesus, this Jeez. is Cuomo's fault. Yeah, Cuomo. well, the thing about guys like him, and uh, a lot of times he's really in it just for the power and the position and his ideas are the, the stupid ones that he came up with in his youth and all that. And then when things like the bail reform thing happens, he doesn't see it coming uh, or the consequences of it. Uh, but he, the people like him surround himself with these freaks and these monsters who come in there and they're really hardcore. They're going to do this shit, you know? And so it's kind of like with Bernie looking like it's going to be Trump versus Bernie, I guess. Cause, uh, unless the, the, cause they're running out of crooks to cheat it from him. So, yeah, <laughs> but the thing about Bernie, you see everybody kind of laughs at him and you know, all this stuff, but the people like that, that, those project Veritas videos reveals the people that work, make up his campaign and will be the people in his administration. If he would win, uh, they're all, nuts they're talking about putting people in camps and shit like that and, yeah and don't underestimate them because if they get the power they will do it i never thought i'd see the word gulag as part of somebody's platform you know i know <laughs> that guy who was talking was just absolutely beyond the pale i mean like wow it's like yeah. no those gulags those were better than the jails like why are we talking about this <laughs> yeah well, because nice. i'm gonna build some <laughs> Right. Well, I mean, you know, uh, we're going to put everybody in the gulag who doesn't agree with us, you know, the Trump supporters and whatnot. Exactly. That's like that's I I don't know if Bernie at like, what is he, 91 years old? I don't know if he is uh, truly up to a revolution. No. You know, I mean, I I mean, like, what? where's this revolution that was that he's supposed to be doing all his time? Like, well, he's being a senator up in Vermont, you know, living on the public teat (laughs) and uh Hey, I, I'm not. I'm not buying this guy. You know. I mean, I, I think at this yeah. point, revolution. Well, you know, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Capitalism is not so bad. That's yeah. pretty much what it would be. Don't you think? It's just like he would just be the, the you know the, the 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 corpse that they prop up in the chair. <laughs> <laughs> what what he'd literally weekend at Bernie's, yeah, and they would set about uh, you know building their police state. Yeah, he's doing his best uh, Hugh Hefner impression as far as that uh, corpse business goes. You know, <laughs> yeah. Remember Hugh Hefner looking like a corpse for oh, twenty years? God. Yeah, for twenty years. That's a... <laughs> Out at uh, raves and whatnot. Yeah. Then one day, <laughs> then his corpse finally died, and we were relieved. You know. <laughs> yeah. 
and you can let all the bunnies out. <laughs> Don't you think it's going to be uh, Bloomberg, though? I mean, I, I I know that they yeah a lot of people uh, love he could Bernie, but... he's, yeah he, he's he's got the money, but now they just dropped an audio of him going on about the stop and frisk program, uh, and he was explaining it uh, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> how it is i mean yeah. he was saying it's like actually you know we're we're arresting too many white people we need to arrest more minorities because look that's where the crime is yeah and you know <laughs> i know that this is going around it's supposed to end his campaign but i listened yeah. to that audio i'm like i think i might vote for this guy <laughs> it's ridiculous i mean everything he said is like a fact and that is why they hate him is because yeah. he says facts and yeah. you, you know you cannot say those on the left anymore that's over you can't be saying facts the, the problem is let's say let's say he he so they they keep him in there and right now he's the democratic party's last hope because they really don't want i mean i'm talking about the establishment and the power brokers and whatnot really do not want something like bernie getting in there they already stole it from him once they do that again. I'm telling you, they're going to burn that Democratic convention to the ground. I mean, 68 will look like child's play. Uh, <laughs> so, so, and even even if uh, Bloomberg is able to legitimately get numbers up, you know, they're not going to believe it. You know, it's this billionaire comes in and suddenly, that you know, with all his money, he can just buy his way in, which is what he would have to do. Um, yeah, that crowd that they, they sold their souls to those people, where they can't really. Uh, do a believable convention and get a and get a candidate, and it's it's just not going to be normal at this point. Yeah, and none of them were worth a damn to begin with. No, so really, the only way it can be interesting is for it to be eight way Santa like this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so I, you know, I so I don't know what else they could do. They, you know, they keep muttering about Michelle Obama coming in and being drafted into the candidacy or whatnot but it, i i mean i you know the, the freaks are on the side of bernie and if if they smell that they're being cheated and they already are because that iowa debacle which they, i guess new hampshire can count unlike iowa and uh so these people are nuts we know uh that they're the ones that make up antifa and stuff like that you yeah know? so yeah they're so, in there uh, yeah i mean yeah. like i some of those antifa people are are you know they're endorsing a candidate that's not even who doesn't exist you know right they're sort <laughs> yeah. of like post-election type people yeah you know who uh don't care what happens in the election let's just uh break a lot of windows and uh punch a lot of people and spray a lot of pepper spray and yeah. set a lot of fires those people are are just human garbage. I mean, sure and I'm, they're like, who was the human? Who gets the human garbage vote? Me. I've got it. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. huh. <laughs> uh, but you, you know what? The thank God the bail reform laws has not uh, applied to all dangerous criminals like the Proud Boys. We we've got them locked up. Thank God. Yeah, I mean th those menaces. It's about time that the, <laughs> that McKenna's the menace. Uh, yeah. and, his, and his boy's so proud. Uh, I, I, that's the first time I've been so close to something that I've seen so misrepresented, you know, that I could factually I say, well, none of this is true. I mean, you know, what are you saying about these guys? All untrue, you know. I mean, yeah, they, none of it is true. Great bunch of guys. And, uh, you know, it, it, I'm not saying there weren't a – I think a, a couple of people joined who were – 
so they did have some kind of like you know. Uh, you know, a negative spin on the whole thing. That yeah, was, they kind of uh, had some some Nazi flirtations with yeah. some people you're going to yeah. run into. It's impossible to avoid. Yeah, but that was not part of. I mean, that was distinctly not part of the the charter or whatever no. any written thing. I mean, like I couldn't believe that the thing took off like that. To be honest, I know it was an astounding thing. I mean, on one hand, I'm laughing, and at the other hand, I'm horrified. But. <laughs> Huh. <laughs> you know, because it just, they all took it very seriously. They used the power of the state to put those guys in jail just to send a message. Oh, you can't defend yourself against our leftist thugs. You know, man they they said stuff in that trial that they would they would say, "What do you think when he says?" You know, like they were talking about Gavin McInnes. Do you like him and whatever? And and somebody yeah. they had a good witness up there who was like saying, "Like, no, nah, he's whatever." How do you feel about him when he's uh, when he says he wants to piss all over Obama's face or something? You know, it was something he never said, right? And the, and and the guy was like, uh, I don't know, <laughs> just like. <laughs> but the way they got that in, I don't know how they had such. Look, I'm sure they had fine representation. I get it, but I mean, I yeah. I don't know. It it just doesn't seem possible that this kind of thing could happen where you see a couple of guys just get completely railroaded like that. You know, a couple of these guys doing four years and uh, yeah. it's, it's just a, a disaster of, of, of us. I mean, New York city, man, they have, uh, they've got their priorities. So out of whack. Yeah. There's, it's really a, the kind of place right now where I'm going, I don't know uh, what's the, you ever just like stay at a party too long you're like, <laughs> I don't know if I should spend the night or uh, start walking home. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like that here right now. It's things like that that are just, it, it, and it's very indicative of uh, of how serious it, the bad things are. And it's one of those things like, God, I don't understand how Trump got in. That's why, you know, it, it, it's just the the system as it is is so damn corrupt. And that's another a bit of evidence of there where they literally committed a crime here by uh, falsely jailing these people over something that's just it's just a, like a typical bar fight, you oh, know. I mean, right. those, I mean, those guys it, don't do four years. Nah, a typical bar fight is even way worse than what happened, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In a way, I mean, this is Antifa. They camped out there, not camped out, but they uh, they were how to say it. Uh, they stalked Gavin. They've they, been stalking him since day one. Yeah, and they dan- they uh, vandalized the the Republican uh, club where the, where yeah. Gavin was going to be speaking. Right. They threatened him with a letter. They spray painted uh, the uh, I don't know like all kinds of symbols and stuff on the outside of the building. They ruined the alarm system. It's on the door. That's thousands of dollars worth of damage they did, and <laughs> broke windows. I mean, they, they did everything they could to intimidate these guys, and then. The night of it, they show up in force across the street where they were lined up. I mean, there was like maybe 50, 100 of them or something uh, all there to have it out. So, I mean, like they came all that way and then they attacked the guys who ended up kicking their ass. And uh, (laughs) and and yet uh, this ends up, you know, breaking the wrong way. You just kind of go, wow, you guys are rooting for the vandals who came here to fight and hurt people. Uh, and the people who are defending themselves, you, the, you know, there was not even a defendant, not, not even a, a victim in this. They, those guys, the cops were like, "Do you want to file charges?" And they go, "Fuck you, pig." Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay, so no victim. That's why they didn't arrest anybody. 
there was yeah. no victim anyway. Right. Uh, you know, and so it yeah. was all about sending that message. And they, char- you know. but you go, how do you charge a crime without a victim? And the way they did it was by charging uh, attempted assault. And if you <laughs> charge a, attempted assault, you don't have to have a victim. You can, yeah. you just have to have evidence, a video in this case. And so, you know, it wasn't even assault. They were charged with attempting to assault Antifa. Guilty of attempting to assault Antifa. Four years. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not backward here. But rob a bank and no bail. Yeah, rob a bank. <laughs> hell, go rob a few more. <laughs> Not that, we have a we have a, we got a new sex cult here uh, that uh, that was breaking today, kind of um, because this this they there had been a story about this guy back in April, and he but but this guy's pretty sick, man. He was uh, Bernie Carrick, the old uh, police commissioner's uh, best man at his wedding. Oh. And uh, he would get these uh, college students from Sarah Lawrence College. Uh, he brainwashed these girls from there. One of them was his daughter. He brainwashed his daughter and her friends into following his so-called teachings. And then he Holy was trying to take advantage of them sexually and stuff. And I think he put oh, a man. couple of them out. And so, I mean, this guy's, this guy's 60 years old. Holy shit. <laughs> what so, you the know, hell? That must be one charming dude. Yeah, what I mean, what he he knows how to do hypnosis. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, he's a year old man. How do you hey. wash these these you know uh, lithe young brains into sucking your old rusty <laughs> dick? I know <laughs> because this is how you're going to get to Nirvana. Uh, yes. <laughs> well, tell me all about your childhood trauma. <laughs> so that's how he would get them started. And then, look, I mean, there was one guy. Look, I we can say what we want here, right? I, I reported this on Crime Report, by the way. So New York City Crime Report's got all the details, and that's that's not out yet, but that'll be out in a couple of hours, whatever. Uh, right. In fact, when people are listening to this, I'm, it, it'll it'll probably be out. And yeah. it's... Uh, this, yeah, this will be posted on uh, Saturday. Oh, shit. Oh, well, that's been out for days. You've already heard it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But this, uh, this the the one guy. There was one guy in there, and I, I don't know how he got him to do it. But he, uh, this this, woof. He got him to wear a dress. Said he was confused about his sexuality. Uh, so this guy Lawrence oh, no. Ray got him to wear a dress and uh, fuck himself with a dildo while everybody <laughs> in the room watched and laughed. Oh my god! Uh, I don't know what gender that is. What's the pronoun for a guy like that? Uh, <laughs> thing, <laughs> I d- d- dildo sitter. I don't. Know. <laughs> what a, Jesus, you know, you go, man. That is uh, that is a convincing cult leader right there. I guess he wanted proof. The guy says he has. He's questioning his uh, his gender or sexuality or whatnot. He says, "All right, let's see you prove it. <laughs> Put a dress on and fuck yourself. <laughs> prove that you were confused." Yeah. <laughs> All right, you convinced me. <laughs> yep, you did it. You are a confused young man. Congratulations. But I'm sure that he achieved some certainty in the course of that. Yeah, <laughs> I would hope. I, I mean, that's about the only thing you could gain from that situation. Oh, man, Why? painful, painful. Jeez. I, I wonder think. how he includes all that in his uh, late night infomercial for. Uh... <laughs> wait, wait, what'd you say? I wonder how he would include all that in his late night infomercial, you know, selling his uh, his <laughs> guidance for people and self help program. 
<laughs> right. Uh, there's footage of it, you know, and just kind of... <laughs> There's a creepy organ background or something. I don't really don't know how these. I mean, I, this guy was he came out of he, he was an ex-con when he he came out of jail and then just went to his sister's uh, or to his daughter's college and started crashing with her and hanging out with her friends. You know, <laughs> that's already weird. <laughs> yeah. Where did he get his teachings? You know, apparently he got him in prison after in a prison. couple of years. Yeah. My God. Yeah. Uh, Somebody yeah. got him to put on a dress and dildo himself, and he thought, damn. I, that's that's amazing. I, I'm going to try is, that when I get out. <laughs> this is humiliating. Yes, <laughs> I need to make another guy do this. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's one way of showing who Alpha is, though. You know. Oh I mean, yeah. No question after that. <laughs> if there ever doubt. was. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Well, uh, one of the things I I like to contribute. To Pat Dixon's uh, uh, Crime Report and Compound Media uh, is my animated segments of uh, the Bayou Crime Report, which I, I play here on the show as well. And uh, I tried to find crimes that can match up to what Pat uh, talks about from his lovely town of New York City. And it's not easy. <laughs> well, I would think a lot of that stuff would happen down in the Bayou, down in Louisiana. I mean, yeah, there's quite a bit. Uh, you know, there's murders and all that, but it's just kind of stale. <laughs> you know, you know don't, doesn't anybody ever just bang an alligator down there like they do in Florida? Or do they know? I, <laughs> That's I feel like what Louisiana kind of gets it a little bit more than Florida does when it comes to banging yeah. Gators, yeah, I don't know that anyone. They, yeah, they they banged everything else, but uh, not Gators. I I, I don't know. I, that would be that would be a great story, though. Maybe they just keep their <laughs> mouth shut. You know what I mean? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they have any mouth left. <laughs> it may have happened, but they didn't survive to tell about it. <laughs> they, down in Louisiana, they're just like, look at all them teeth that Gators got. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't mean to be. I'm from I'm from down Louisiana or, or Tennessee or Georgia or something, wherever I'm from. It's the South, <laughs> yeah. and uh, that's uh, Louisiana. Now I've been down there, and uh, I don't know if I've been to your exact neck of the woods, but I've been down around Lafayette and a little bit in New mm -hmm. Orleans, and uh, got pulled over in uh, Calcasieu County. Oh, Calcasieu. That's, my, that's it's it's a parish. We don't use county. We have to be different from everybody else. <laughs> I think that's the French ref, uh, influence left over. And uh, so, yeah, Calcasieu Parish. You were in my my parish. You know, they talk about what a good deal the Louisiana Purchase was, but I mean, I'm not. I don't. Are you 100 percent convinced? That that was <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, they did it just for New Orleans. So I I don't know. I guess it's worth it for uh, True Detective. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if those guys were speaking French? That show would suck. Oh God, yeah. I, they've never been able to do. Uh, they always try to get the Cajun accent from Louisiana and shows and what they never get it right. No one ever does, and they just just don't do it. <laughs> it's 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 very difficult. I mean, I yeah. I've never I I've given up on even trying to do a quick impression of it, but Right. And I do a fairly strong southern yeah, accent, they, you know. It's not hard. I can do a few different ones of those, but Yeah. But damn. And that's it, mostly what they should just do, you know. Yeah, I just so, talk, you know, and just yeah, hell, just it, it's easy it. to do. Uh, yeah, talking, right. I mean, like, I, I, why did they get Tom Hanks to play a, a, a retarded Southerner? 
for Forrest Gump. I mean, I know it was a long time ago, but let's talk about it. <laughs> Jedi. Does that sound like anybody you've ever? I've never met anybody who talks like that. Yeah, no, I think uh, that's the weird thing about the and it, it, people have talked about this all the time about when you're cast to play the retarded guy. It, it's it, you're, you're doing it like the guy who makes fun of retarded people. <laughs> There's no way to do it. It is a license <laughs> to mock. <laughs> I mean, you know. How come you can't do that? It's like you can't just like, oh, I'm acting. I'm not mocking. I'm just, yeah, I'm know. practicing my characters. This is someday I may have story. an opportunity to play one like Sean Penn. <laughs> the finest <laughs> actors play the most retarded characters. I know <laughs> all that skill in it's, building up to your. It's abilities. a real tribute to them, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want your school. <laughs> Jenny, uh, why do you have bags on your chest, Jenny? Oops, I dribbled. Yeah, I mean, if Forrest would have shit his pants at any point, you know. But, you know, we never really questioned it at the time. I didn't anyway. But do you remember how he got the braces off his legs? Oh, he started running... From the, it was like miraculous. He yeah. was running from the bullies as a kid. Yeah, and he started running, and then the braces just magically fell off, and he was able to run. And then he was a good runner ever since. Yeah, I find that to be very uh, minimalizing of a physical handicap. Now it most well, certainly is. <laughs> or his mother lied to him about his legs to keep him you know in line so he wouldn't get too far away because he was so stupid he might hurt himself or someone else <laughs> so you're saying maybe anything wrong with him maybe his mother hobbled him because he's too <laughs> stupid to know things <laughs> oh Forrest, you healed from that years ago you would have been molested by so many men and <laughs> you'd have been cut up and put at the bottom of the river for us <laughs> Oh, Forrest, I've always hated you because you're the reason Bert left me. Mama always said, I'm so stupid that I don't know things. <laughs> I think it was that they had potential. Uh, <laughs> what if he would have been in a wheelchair? Imagine that. Yeah. And he just, and he just accidentally found out he didn't need it. He just jumps out of it and starts running. I was rolling, <laughs> then I was running. <laughs> This is not a 25-year-old Forrest Gump bit, I swear to Christ. <laughs> I just got to thinking about it. Yeah, it comes and goes. It's that kind of movie. It was very powerful. It was huge. Oh, yeah. Did you see... I mean, have you seen... Have you watched Pulp Fiction lately? Well, not recently, but... but Yeah, that was the other contender, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was up for yeah. Best Picture, and that was back when they only had five nominees. That was back when they took it more, like, kind of serious, almost, you know? Yeah, it was still kind of believable that the award show was a real thing. Yeah, and uh, that year, it uh, it was Forrest Gump won, but, but when you watch Pulp Fiction now, it's uh, it's remarkable how how sort of 
stupid it seems at parts you know like <laughs> they have all these really dumb conversations about you know the the minutia of life and at the time that yeah. seemed pretty clever you know you're like oh right. yeah they're talking about you know the royale with cheese and everything you know and yeah, uh, yeah. that was and that was probably the best of them right there you know the other times right. it's like uh, <laughs> like i don't know if you heard the uh the two woke to fuck when it came up with like i like crushed ice what are you talking about cube dice <laughs> Crushed ice is America's ice. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, well, you know, it's a Pulp Fiction. When you break it down, you realize it's not really even a movie. It's it's it never really had a plot or a story, and so it, it's just something filled with a bunch of vignettes and scenes. But right. it just seemed cool, and it looked cool, and it was different from the regular movies that you know actually have a a, a plot to them. Whereas yeah. this one, you know, it was just looking at these guys. <laughs> Like you said, talking about their bullshit, and yeah. then it ends. And weirdly, the, all the weird values they have, you know, like this guy spends two grand on heroin without blinking an eye. Then he's talking about $5 milkshake. What? Because <laughs> whenever you're out with a woman, you want to appear cheap as possible. <laughs> well, keep in mind, he was just supposed to be the chaperone. Right. I mean, yeah, so the chaperone... Should always be cheap. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't going to get any, so he might as well be honest that he's that cheap. And that stupid dance contest, you know? Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. I just like that whole her, the her character, the one that's like, a, that's the most unbelievable character I've ever seen in a movie now that I think about it. <laughs> Uma Thurman in that movie? Yeah. It's like a talking mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> I want that trophy. Okay, fine. Let's go do the absolute best twist that this fucking corny place has ever seen. <laughs> I'm high on heroin, by the way. <laughs> I always twist yeah, well, better when I'm really ripped. Yeah. <laughs> was, you see, then you can uh, interpret it. It was all a dream sequence. And uh, the, the woman really does exist, but she's not like Uma Thurman, see? And it was all within Vincent Vega's uh, deluded brain. Oh, is that what happened? Is that is that a theory? No, I just okay. It's <laughs> just the way theory, to get out of when you know might, something's wrong. I might be able to watch the, the movie with like thinking about it that way. <laughs> yeah. There's only one way to watch Godfather Three, and that is, at, you have to understand that it is a style parody of the first two movies. Yeah, <laughs> it's. It is supposed to be funny, and if you watch it as if it's supposed to be funny, you see the comedy. That movie yeah. does not have one serious scene in it, <laughs> and it's and it and it's, it succeeds. I mean, it is a funny movie. You just gotta. It's like it's it's. It would be a great one to do your one of your commentaries to. I think. Yeah. <laughs> of course, you get a cease and desist from God. I know you can't do it, you know, but it's the only way to give it any uh, uh, value. <laughs> Hey, uh, so you got something cooking for the Bayou Crime Report? Is that yes. Uh, one of the many crimes that's always good material to talk about for a podcast is the uh, uh, teacher sex scandal. Those are always good. So we've got a Louisiana school teacher accused of having sex. With wait, wait, wait. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Uh, wait, I can't understand what you said. It was uh, what, what kind of crime is this? Is it a teacher and student? Yes. Oh, excellent. Okay, great. Female yeah, teacher? Uh, Female teacher Great. is, you know, not bad looking, not bad. She's in her 30s. And uh, the uh, the victim, quote unquote, <laughs> uh. is 15 years old. 
So she's a 34-year-old science teacher, and she had sex with a 15-year-old student from her middle school at her home while her own child was nearby. I I don't know. They don't really specify. Was it like in a cradle or something? (laughs) It wasn't like sitting in a chips at the foot of the bed. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Watch this. Now watch, honey. This is how it happens. Uh, uh, Ella Ria Silva. (laughs) She is white, but... Mm-hmm. Turned herself into police two days after Zachary police drafted a warrant for her arrest. She's charged with one felony count of carnal knowledge of juvenile and one count of indecent behavior with a juvenile. Uh, so it said that she uh, would she started sending him emails with naked pictures and videos. So uh, just to get the point across, you know, and uh, he figured it out. And so she invited him over to her house during the summer. And uh, yeah, they, they had sex eight or nine times. And uh, he said, hey, can I tell my friends about this? <laughs> mm. And she said, no, no, don't do that. I'll be ruined. It would really affect my career. <laughs> you have no yeah. idea how bad of an idea that is. <laughs> so, of course, he's a dumb kid. So guess what? Yes, he told. And... Uh, the, the other kids spread it around, and next thing you know, the cops come in, and she gets busted. So the, the, oh. they feel there may be other victims, so they, they give the phone number, 225-654-9393, if you have any information on whether or not you had sex with this woman. Having sex with a student is a crime that a woman is just not going to get away with. <laughs> I mean, a teenage boy... Has not they realize? I think that they forget as adult women just how bleak a teenage boy's life is, especially yeah. when it comes to sex and women and stuff. It's like none of these things are happening, and then when it, it something like that happens, it is physically impossible for him to keep that inside his body and not coming oh, yeah. out of his mouth. That's just like uh, you, you, you might you you might as well turn yourself in the moment you do it. <laughs> Take a video, send it to the police. Like I hear this is happening. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, why does it keep happening? I mean, I, has this been going on all along? You know, it's like they act like it's a like like Mary Kay Letourneau is not the first one to do this. <laughs> huh. I, what is it with these women and their obsession with these these boys? I don't know. I think that what it is is like. Maybe uh, there's an unspoiled quality to them, and they uh, obviously the boy has a crush on her. You know, I mean, oh, yeah. like, so they go, "Huh, this this kid really likes me." You know, uh, <laughs> and uh, they just, I think that they have. Well, first of all, all women have this a dick shaped hole, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know they. They're looking around for for something that makes that okay, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's true. And, and a teacher is is a lonely job, I think. Sometimes, yeah, that's true. I mean, you're surrounded by people who don't know shit about anything, and uh, you and you're talking to them. Now, there's a feeling of power there too, and I a right, lot. Of, I right. think that might be it. A lot of women never felt powerful before. Yeah, and so they that's get to true. be in control of this relationship, and it just like. You know, this kid, you could get him to do, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's been teachers who have gotten kids to kill and, uh, you know, they'll, oh, yeah. they'll do anything 
the one thing they won't do is keep it secret. That's right. That's the one. Thing. More than maybe even more than the sex itself, they want they gotta tell this story. Yeah, I, mean, I just fucked Miss Silva. Oh, come on, man. No, look, I got it on the phone. Yeah, that's it. Because then they'll have to prove it for sure. Oh yeah, smell this. You know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's impossible. There's no way he can keep that secret. No uh, way. And but the, but it's when when people talk about how like and 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 I get it. You know, like you said that like oh, you know the the victim. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because he is having fun. But uh, yeah. it's also a kind of fun that he's not ready to have yet. And yeah. like uh, you know, she might first of all be getting his heart broken is the best case scenario. You know. Uh, there's going to be there could be another man involved who doesn't like the fact that she's fucking a 13 year old or whatever. And, uh, you know, he might be uh, a crazy person. I mean, who knows? You get her pregnant. You know, like, look at this guy with Mary Kay Latorno. I mean, he spent his whole life with that one woman who was so old. (laughs) (laughs) That kid never got any young pussy ever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that I know of. I mean, not that... I, I mean, I'm not... <laughs> He's probably got some on the side. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, he might have been loyal the whole time. I mean, you know, wow. he seems Maybe like he's just kind of like befuddled. Like, I don't really know how it got here. It's, uh, you know, they were I know. <laughs> he's a grown man going, this is fucking weird, actually, because <laughs> grandma here, uh, when she was in prison, she gets and out. I'm changing her diapers. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've really... Handled her life, and she left like a whole family. I mean, several kids and a husband. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just this life is fine. You've provided <laughs> for me well, husband, but just, you cannot offer me what this twelve-year-old Filipino boy offers me. I know. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, if if your wife left you like that, you just got to just scratch your head and go, "All right." <laughs> yeah. What else can you do? <laughs> That's it. You know. Jeez. That's the worst. That's the dumbest thing that'll ever happen to me. Yeah, <laughs> my, no my. beating this. Wow, <laughs> holy shit! You never know. You know, <laughs> what can you say? Wow, that was a truly bizarre experience. I was with this woman for years, had a family, we had a big home, and then she left me for a twelve-year-old boy. <laughs> she was willing to go to prison for it. I don't know. <laughs> Kids, let's never talk of your mother again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what happened to mommy? She died. <laughs> oh, she really, she died in a gruesome way. Let me describe yeah. it to you. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Something else, though, right? Yeah, I remember Mary Kay Latorno. Yeah. Uh, and, and you're right. It has become a lot more prevalent. I don't have an answer for that. There's always been female teachers and little boys. Yeah. It's fascinating, though, you know, because like the, the difference in the way people can talk about the woman to boy relationship over the man to young girl relationship. Right. Yeah, you know, they want those guys strung up by their balls, you know. Oh, like, yeah. It's a woman. They're just like, oh, she was lonely, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> because it is different, though. <laughs> you know? I mean, because you tell that the girl was ruined by it and all this stuff and, you know, messed with her and everything. And the boy is like, well, if he ends up like Laterno's, the idiot stays with her. <laughs> but they, but for the most part, the boy's damage would be simply that he peaked at that moment. He'll never. 
You know, it's like yeah. you went to the moon and you'll you never go to, back. You just again. want to shake that kid and say, "Hit it and quit it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he was just a boy. He didn't understand. <laughs> he waited for his mom to get out of prison so he, she could be his mommy again. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. It had to be that kind of thing. I mean, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, he had kids that were, you know, older than him almost, you know? I know. (laughs) He'll be going to school with his own kids. Yeah. (laughs) If he gets held back a grade, yeah, he could be in school with his damn kids. (laughs) He's copying his kids' homework. I mean, this this woman's got a, her husband and her son in the same class. I'm pretty sure she was uh, not allowed to teach anymore. No, no, no. Yeah. Wonder what she did after that. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I really want to get back into teaching. I don't know. <laughs> Jeez. So Future goals. I think I want to fuck a baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like logs on the dark web. Yeah. <laughs> In conclusion, I think we can pretty much put that up. They were both perverts, and they came together. And uh, they satisfied some bizarre, weird fetish they both had. Bizarre. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I do uh, these audio plays for my podcast, and uh, one of them is a parody of Batman called Night Night. And eventually I thought, I need to do a comic book based on it, and so I did. But in order to have an image for the uh, police commissioner character, I needed a model for that, and I ended up settling on Pat Dixon. I uh, I am super flattered too. Uh, <laughs> like uh, that's the, to even be in the same sentence as a cop, kind of you know, like uh, yeah. people. Oh, you look like a cop. Like, uh, that is ridiculous. Me being a cop, I would be the most self conscious cop in the world. You know, like uh, what do I? I don't know shit. <laughs> I mean, I just wouldn't last. But like uh, these, being a so I'm I'm the commissioner. Is that right? I'm way up at the, I'm the top cop. Yeah, I know. I now that I think about it, I probably should have made him a little lower in rank. Perhaps <laughs> like a captain or a lieutenant or something like maybe that. maybe a detective. Uh, yeah, yeah, he was a detective. But and, that gives you room to like you can have him get you know bumped down or something you know and he's got a yeah. it, it's a side plot maybe I mean right. I don't know what you got planned but I can't wait to order my copy of that book so. <laughs> yeah eventually it, I'll get to the story that tells how it all got started basically I I wanted an explanation as to how because the the idea of some guy in a costume <laughs> doing this crap without himself getting arrested is absurd. So I needed a reason as to why the commissioner never uh, arrests him and stuff. And it's because Night Night has blackmail material <laughs> on the commissioner. Oh. Because <laughs> he cheated great. on his wife. So <laughs> he's got that. And the odd thing about it is that I got the idea <laughs> from the Batman comic books where they showed that young Commissioner Gordon, before he was the commissioner, had an affair. And uh, actually, the, the the Batman didn't blackmail him with with it, but the the uh, the criminals and the corrupt uh, politicians in Gotham uh, did that. But there, I said, there's the idea. That's how he does it. He can't get arrested because if he did, he would reveal that the police commissioner <laughs> cheats on his wife and is with well, a subordinate officer and all this sort of thing. That's why he has to be the top guy. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And it is always the commissioner, you know, that, that so right. it's Commissioner Gordon and whatnot. Yeah. So like uh I guess so. Uh but this this 
this uh, situation where you have a character named Night Night. <laughs> it's about the funniest thing I've ever heard, Bill. <laughs> I, I was just like, that blows my mind. Night Night. <laughs> it's... If, if, you're, if you're hearing us say it, it's just Night with an N and Night with a K. Right. <laughs> he's, a, he's a knight at night. That's so stupid. <laughs> night night. <laughs> God. So, and he's and he's got this half retarded, uh, you know, bumbling kind of a, an assistant, I guess. Yeah, yeah that's his half brother, who's his uh, half brother, a, a bit of an idiot, uh, a little bit stupider than uh, Forrest Gump, and uh, that's his uh, his sidekick, a uh, Bubo. Not to be confused with Bobo. <laughs> I just, Whoa. <laughs> when that happened, but hey, maybe we had the character. For... Now I know exactly how that character talks. <laughs> <laughs> well, not how exactly. How you doing, Dad? <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, uh, Night Night, uh, the first issue is now available at IndiePlanet.com. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I, I, dude, I, uh, I, I'm really looking forward to getting into that comic book, Night Night. The Night Nights. Number one, one of these days, is going to be worth um, you know a lot of money. Yeah, long uh, after I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> I can't have it be worth anything uh, before I die. But <laughs> it'll probably jump up immediately after your death, actually. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, so for my price for comedy, too, to appear in, at a comedy club, my price will jump after I die. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's a lot. It's very complicated at that point. He was the inspiration for the Night Night character. <laughs> <laughs> there he is. <laughs> the inspiration. <laughs> oh, dude. You know, it's. Uh, it's I, what I wonder when you when I look at comics and when I look, was looking at your book, I was like, how do you decide exactly? I mean, like, you've got a story, which is important enough to draw. And include and and what could be kind of just like sort of glossed over, you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. it's it seems like every you know you're very assured about that, but I, I wouldn't have any idea how to tell a story in drawings. Yeah, that's the part of the the sequential elements of it. You have to figure out what scenes can convey it. Don't have too much because then that becomes it, it it clutters it a bit. But uh, since it was based on the audio play of the original, there was a lot of it that I had to change because now it's visual, whereas the audio play is all sound and that sort of thing. Ooh. So it's a different matter and whatnot. Uh, and it's the platform for it. And then showing expressions of them and how they react to this and that, just as so long as it conveys what the actual plot will be. And uh, it actually has extra stuff that the audio play didn't. So I explain why this particular villain hates him and all that. It turns out Night Night ruined the guy's life. <laughs> so Cost him his business and marriage and all that. He's got this past that where he's kind of like, he deserves all his enemies. And uh... Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's, even the retard says, oh, well, no wonder he hates you. <laughs> what are you saying? Oh, God. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's. Uh, now, how long do we have to wait for for the second issue to come out? I mean, yeah, it probably seems like a couple it would take of months. An enormous amount of time to do these. Yeah, that's the deal. Uh, I've got it all drawn and everything, but it's not colored and doesn't have the the text in it. Uh, so that'll 20, be a couple of months. Twenty twenty one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next year at this time, February twenty twenty one, the second issue will arrive. I love it. 
Dude, uh, that's that's exciting. I mean, is this the first like full fledged comic that you've that you've actually? No, you know, I, I did authored? a couple a few years back. They weren't very good. <laughs> they came and went, <laughs> and I pretty much forgot about them. <laughs> Night Night was in those as well, but it was like a team book type thing. Uh, it was it was supposed to be like a. Uh, I imagined what would be funny is if you did a, so- a daytime soap opera where they were all these. Uh, superhero characters <laughs> and cheating on each other and shit like that and that's pretty much what it was well one of these days i'm gonna have to have a conversation with you doug where i can where i can hear every word you're saying loud and clear <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i i it, I, it, I understand I'm losing you i don't know what uh it's too bad because like i'm i genuinely want to hear what you're saying but it's tantalizing it's like i can hear your tone but it's, it sounds like the uh, teacher from Peanuts, kind of, you know. Oh, well. Well, to avoid further technical difficulties, I guess we'll call it a show at this point, and I guess Pat will have to tune in and listen to it <laughs> so you'll understand what was said. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing this. <laughs> All right, Pat. Thank you so very much for uh, doing the show yet again. Do check out Pat Dixon at the New York City Crime Report. And, of course, sign up at Compound Media to watch his show along with all the others on on that uh, platform. Thanks again, Pat. Adios. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson show do not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they will be promptly ignored and or blocked. Alright, there we go. That's a show, Pat. Now I can kind of hear you. Yes, of course. That's the way it works. So weird. <laughs> Well, like I said, I think your place is haunted. Nah, you're gone again. Okay. Ah, oh, jeez. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'll talk to you later. That was All fun. All right. Good night, Pat. Thanks. Bye. Bye.